Welcome back to Access Bodybuilding with me, Aaron Segerman, and my co-host, Bikini Pro, Christina Voynich. Christina, what's in the news for this week? Cutler announces future plans. An interesting donation from Ronnie Coleman. IFBB Grand Prix Los Angeles coming up. Mr. 212-0 goes open in New York City. IFBB Pro Steve Namit, WWE wrestler. All that and more on this week's episode of Access Bodybuilding. Well, Christina, we have a bunch of uh, juicy stories, but we're going to start at the top of the list with Cutler announces future plans. And this is a story that began on Access Bodybuilding almost a year ago, and it's been our like our, our our safety story. Whenever we don't have anything to talk about, we've always got Jay, and we can guess and uh, predict on what he might be doing. And we've had a long list of predictions. Can you remember some of the things we thought Jay Cutler might do? We said a supplement line. We said a uh, clothing line, whether it was workout clothing or just regular fashion clothing like jeans and, and you know, club club attire. Right. We've said restaurants. We've said, I don't know, strip clubs, shoe, shoe lines. We also did say something about him being in Hollywood because he was kind of, you know, right. slimming down if he was going to maybe make some movie appearances. So uh, we have a very, very long list. So this is an end to a very uh, long storyline yeah. that we've been following for a while so it's kind of a bittersweet end i think yeah, it is it is a little sad i think christina i i, I would have <laughs> loved to you know this it didn't end up being the the, the what happened but i would have loved to have seen jay cutler the shoemaker or the party promoter the strip club owner but um i don't want to take away the uh jay's magical moment um so let's <laughs> let's um let jay cutler on pro bodybuilding worldwide with dan solomon uh lee thompson and the whole slew of other chad nichols and I, he invites other people on now so let's go to them and let uh Jay, actually tell us um, what's going on. And here's Let's hear it. Uh, it's true. I am working on a sports nutrition line. Uh, we're going to launch. Uh, it's looking to be about June. And the name of the company is called Alpha Helix. And I'm actually, you know, in another week, going to put out a press release and give more information on that. But I'm really excited about it. And, and I look forward to uh, presenting a whole new line of products out there for all my uh my fans and people that follow me and all this, the business of bodybuilding all right christina i guess you know in a way it's a little bit of a letdown because the whole time the number one top prediction um the easy bet like if we're in vegas you know jay lives in vegas so the easy bet would have been uh, the easy money was supplement line and jay cutler uh, announces on pro bodybuilding worldwide that he will do a supplement line yeah, you know, I was honestly hoping it was some sort of, uh, you know, big, big Hollywood glam fame type of thing. However, um, I was kind of happy to, to, to hear that it's a supplement line because I wasn't sure if it was going to be something like Ronnie Coleman, for example, who will, you know, have a fun story about later on in the show here soon. But um, something he was going to do where it was more like a bodybuilding.com sort of thing. Where it was a distribution company where maybe he had his own line, but it was a place you could go to buy you know, every uh, brand of supplements. Right. But, um, you know, this is something that is just uh, Jay Cutler. And I think he, like we've talked about before, he's a businessman and he knows that people are going to buy something that's got his name stamped on it um, or if they know that it is something that, you know, he has created. I think it's a good move. I think it's a good business move for him. I think it's a great, great idea for him to do something like that. However, the Jay Cutler Strip Club much would have been much more fun. I'm just saying. Know, no offense to Jay. I mean, no, just no. He, he probably, you know, uh, Jay does listen to a lot of the radio shows. And I, and I feel like we should, after this much, you know, 
uh, I guess you could say like pop and circumstance with the Jay Cutler story, what he's going to do. I think that we need to do a critique. And um, my first critique on this for Jay is I'm not sure I'm, I'm with the Alpha Helix, the name Alpha Helix. Like, that's a cool name. Like, you know, I can it's like a strong kind of like cool, you know, Matrix sounding name. But when you're Jay Cutler, I don't know if it makes a lot of business sense to name a company Alpha Helix when you're freaking Jay Cutler. You know what I mean? What do you I think? think I, yeah, I feel like Alpha, if there was some way to have, you know, Alpha Cutler, Cutler Alpha, some sort of like, you know, JC Alpha. I don't know. I'm not really good with that. But yeah, I, I I, Alpha, actually, actually, those were the ones that you just came up with were really good. They're all, I both think they're both better. JC Alpha. I think JC Alpha Nutrition or JC Al, Alpha Nutribolics. That sounds like better to me than uh, Alpha Helix. I think Alpha is great because, you know, being who he is, he is essentially in this this generation's, you know, alpha male of bodybuilding. Um, he's, you know, obviously the, the top of the top right now. So I, I think um, Alpha Helix was the name of a product. I definitely think that'd be a good idea. Yeah. That kind of threw me off because I was assuming that it would be something, um, you know, with his name in or, you know, how he has the swollen monkey um, kind of brain. I didn't know if it would maybe be something related to that a little bit more. However, maybe once we see the branding of this and see the other products, um, maybe it may come full circle where you see a little bit more Jake Cutler himself in the products, you know what I mean? Or in the advertisings and stuff. Yeah. You know, I think the name, I'm going to tell you, this is, okay, I think that the name Alpha Helix, that sounds like something that me and you could come up with pretty quick. Like, Alpha is, like, obviously Alpha Dog, the top man. Helix, that's, like, a cool thing, like, the DNA of the Helix. So you, like, just throw two cool words together, and there you go. I think that Cutler, the name Cutler, has a intrinsic value in our industry now. So the name Cutler is worth, I mean, hell, it was worth a million dollars a year to muscle tech. So... Um, I just wonder, I mean, people are going to associate Alpha Helix to Cutler because they're going to see his picture. Like you said, they're going to brand it with him all over it. I'm just, I'm just curious. I would love to get Jay on and I know we will never, it'll never happen, but I'd love to hear his logic on why that name was chosen. This is something, and this is just me playing devil's advocate, maybe um, having a name that is a little bit more disconnected from the Jay Cutler name will allow this product to kind of transcend generations. Um, that if this product is around, you know, let's say five, ten years from now where the Jay Cutler hype has subsided um people will still buy this product it's not like they're only buying it because it's a jay cutler product um if you have jay cutler nutrition they're only buying that once jay kind of let's say if his career starts to kind of go away he's not the number one guy the next generation of competitors next generation of pros you kind of start to lose the um the fad uh i think then possibly you could start losing the popularity when it comes to that supplement line as well so maybe doing something like this will keep you know, the momentum going that even if Jay's momentum declines, this type of product will still stay um, I hear, kind of baseline. I hear what you're saying. And I don't want to keep I don't want to believe you're this point. But like you got Rich Gaspari, who is never even remotely as popular as Jay Cutler, although he was a great bodybuilder and a legend. He is no Jay Cutler. You know what I mean? And, and people to this day, you know, associate Gaspari with him. Uh, and I think that, that it, it added credibility when it, sure. when it first came out. But I, I do see what you're saying. And you know what? Jay is a consummate businessman, and I'm sure this wasn't a rash decision. I'm sure he thought this through and talked to advisors and everybody else. So 
Absolutely. Just, yeah. It's just part of being access bodybuilding. We have to do a little we have to do a little bit of a critique, you know. I can't just come right out. <laughs> I can't just endorse him, you know what I mean? <laughs> we can't just tell a story. We have to we have to talk about it. But no, this is kind of exciting that uh, now everybody kind of knows what it is. And I guess now you know going forward we can kind of see how this product starts to develop when it's going to launch. This is going to kind of be a continuing story even though we know what the plan is we can kind of still watch it from here on out and of course we can we there is a storyline that goes with it will jay cutler compete uh this year to kind of promote his um his new product line sure sure i could tell you from the pictures jay um he just promoted a party in vegas like the jay cutler pool party at like wet republic or something like that and i saw some pictures and while jay does look very good uh he actually looks like uh, better looking in the face and stuff now that he's thinned down but he looks very um, small for Jay Cutler, you know, huge yeah. compared to me, but compared to a Jay Cutler, he's probably like a 250 pound version of himself. Yeah, it's probably a little more comfortable now. He can probably sure. move around a little better, maybe but, do some, you know, running or something. I don't but know. the Olympia, yeah, I'm sure he's not. <laughs> I can't imagine him running a lot. He loves that stair climber, though. True. That's probably running. Um, so uh, is, is no, he is staying lean, but I don't know, you know. Guys like Phil Heath, they're 280 and pretty damn lean and are getting ready for the Olympia already, whereas Jay True. Cutler is still recovering so i don't know what will happen there but our next story is probably our our juiciest story of uh of the week i would say and uh, it's basically about well i guess it's a kind of about um former mr olympia or i guess you'll always be mr olympia mr olympia ronnie coleman's uh sperm his juices <laughs> juices, no pun, no, uh, no relation to bodybuilding juices. Right, right, we're, yeah. we're, we're bodily. Yes, bodily. The juices that came from Ronnie Coleman, not into Ronnie Coleman. Mm-hmm. Um, that sounds kind of bad. Okay. Um, so this story, <laughs> this this story, Christina, um, is is about Ronnie is some, something that he's been dealing with legally behind the scenes for a little while now. When I first read this article, I had no idea that Ronnie Coleman had triplets. Did you? Absolutely no idea. Yeah, so um, we did know Ronnie Coleman has kids, and I don't know exactly how many kids he has. I know I know he's got two kids with another uh, wife, um, and then I believe he may have some more kids. I think he's got like four or five, not including these triplets. Um, so he had a bunch of kids. What happened is in 1991, um, this woman that was in his apartment complex at the time in Arlington um, – Basically, they were having some kind of relationship, like a casual, I guess, kind of like a sexual relationship of sorts or like some kind of friendship. And um, she asked Ronnie if he would donate sperm because she wanted to be sure that when she had a kid, she knew who the father was as opposed to just going to a a sperm donation place and, you know, getting a kind of like a a random sperm. So the plan was is that she wanted to have children. Um, She wasn't interested in being in any sort of relationship with anyone, including Ronnie Coleman. Um, She wanted to have a kid, but it was, okay, I could go to, you know, the sperm bank. I could go ahead and have artificial insemination. But you really don't know what you're getting when you do a random dude at a sperm bank. So option would be talk to Ronnie Coleman. Right. And I, I suppose if you're looking for good genetics, if she's into bodybuilding, which sounds like she was, um, you don't get much better genetics than Ronnie Coleman, right? Agreed. Agreed. Um, so she got uh, – I also, the, the fact that she had triplets – now, this is just from – now, me knowing Darielle being pregnant and stuff, you hear a little bit about women uh, trying to conceive that have a hard time. And a lot of times they take fertility drugs, and, and that's a lot of times why you have women with you know triplets, quintuplets, all these big numbers is because they're taking – uh, fertility drugs. Did you know that? 
Well, a lot of times too, it's if you, you if you do in vitro fertilization, that right. a lot of times it's for women who are infertile. the The plan is to insert. Let's say you just want one kid. You're not planning on having you know uh, twins or triplets. They can insert three or four embryos because of the percentage of them all surviving is very slim. So right. of the four embryos that they um, Im- implant, you're lucky if you get one. That's why it takes a few times. However, that's what happens when all of a sudden you got three. It's wow, you, your lady must have been fertile because all three of them ended up actually surviving. Right, exactly. So that's what happened in this case, I believe. I don't. We don't know. Maybe she did naturally had triplets with Ronnie, but that sounds, um, so that would be unusual. Anyway, so um, Ronnie, uh, this lady and Ronnie uh, kind of discontinued their relationship, whatever that was. And um, about four years ago, the woman called out of the blue basically and sued Ronnie, um, alleging that she need, he needed to pay child support for these triplets. Um, unfortunately, one of the triplets had recently died, and I don't know if that was kind of like what got, um, what made this woman, I don't know if she was dealing with money problems or what with the um, the illness of one of the triplets, but whatever the reason, right after the triplet died, she contacted Ronnie and said she wanted him to pay child support. And um, they, there's a quote from that was given by Ronnie, um, uh, through the Star Telegram, and it was uh, Ronnie was totally blown away. He was already married, and he had moved on with his life. Uh, you know, this is the one wife that he's currently with. Uh, that if you if you go to any shows uh, and you see Ronnie at booths and stuff, very often uh, you'll see him with his uh, with his current wife. And um, I'm trying to remember his his current wife's name. I think it may be in the article. Um, I met her a bunch of times. Hispanic lady, very pretty. You got it on the article there? I'm looking. Um, oh, uh, uh, Alti. Alti, Alti Bautista. Yeah, Alti, Alti, Alti Bautista. I've met her a bunch of times. Very nice lady, and she really takes care of Ronnie. So I'm sure both of them were pretty shocked. I'm sure she was very shocked that uh, that this was going on. Uh, you know, I don't even know if Ronnie, you know, I don't know the background of the story, but I can imagine if Ronnie hadn't talked to this woman or had any contact with these kids um, in years and years and years, he was probably totally, you know, <laughs> taken off guard you know and i can imagine he may not have even told his his new wife you know what i mean you never well, know and that, that that's why it's sperm makes it's usually you know or it, it always is anonymous because these men are doing this uh because they don't want to get contacted later for exactly you know, uh for for child support because you're doing it for different purposes other than you legitimately want to have a child with this woman you know ronnie's being a nice guy that he is and wanting to help out and saying okay you want to have children we're not in a relationship we don't want anything like that i'm just going to kind of help you out as a favor um, and then unfortunately to have to have a turnaround and kind of bite him in the ass like this then you have to go through the whole legal process which is why you know it's it's tough when you're doing something like that to help someone uh you know years ago this was pretty this was quite a long time ago though right i mean yeah. i don't know how, how old are these trip yeah i was gonna say how old are these triplets now i mean they're not like little babies anymore no. they're not little kids they're um and the thing about it was is that ronnie had been paying the child support this just got overturned so he'd actually paid for years and i remember him telling um I think me in an interview, maybe for Access Bodybuilding, that he is um, paying child support uh, that he wasn't expecting to pay. And obviously, we didn't go into detail, but I remember him telling me that he is that right. uh, <laughs> that it, it, it wasn't supposed to work out that way. I mean, you're paying for three kids, 
child support, that sounds like that would be a pretty considerable amount of money, you know? Well, I can understand how the court could be confused if sure. you're having a sexual relationship with a woman and then you're donating sperm and then you're saying, oh, wait, but I was just doing this to be nice. Really? I can I can assume that there are a lot of red flags that kind of go up in there, which is why it took a while for them to finally say, exactly. no, you really don't need to pay need to pay child support. This could be just, you know, a dude trying to get out of paying it when, you know, we know that that's not the case. Yeah, and, um, and the truth is that when he did go to court it was pretty from what i understand it was pretty cut and dry if you go and you donate sperm you're not intending to help raise the child you know it's like you said it's pretty cut and dry if you are get donating sperm at a whether it's to somebody specifically or whether it's at a clinic it's kind of implicit in in the whole act that you're not planning on raising the child you're not the dad you're helping somebody you know what Correct. i mean or you're yep. selling the sperm, which is also that's fun. usually what it is, right? Um, so uh, the quote that I'll leave you with it uh, that Coleman said after this was over, I learned a very, very valuable lesson: never donate sperm. A lot of women ask me to donate sperm, and I turn them all down except for one. And uh, I guess that's all it takes. Are so you surprised? Are you surprised that a lot of women ask Ronnie Coleman to donate sperm for them? I don't. I don't think so. Um, I think it probably happened. Well, first of all, I think a woman's got to. No pun. A woman's got to have balls to be able to ask somebody uh -huh. to do that in, in the first place. No pun intended. But um, you, you have to be a pretty confident woman to ask in the first place. However, if you are, um, I, I can see how that would be possible. You've got a man that is, um, you know, got great genetics, and they're only looking at at, at it based on genetics. Right. And if a woman isn't able to have kids, or or is a single single woman wants to start a family late thirties, doesn't want a relationship, isn't married. And you want a kid that's going to be athletic and be talented? Well, those are the type of guys you want to ask for. Why do you think at sperm banks they have, you know, a lot of times the um, outline, the bio of the man that you're right. getting the sperm from, from, whether it's his educational background, his transcripts, his, you right. know, weight, his height, athletic background, because you want good genes. So I don't think it surprises me at all. I think no. uh, it happens to more people than you probably think. It's just men don't really vocalize it as often as this. All right, let's go to a slightly less exciting story, but it is coming up this weekend, and uh, Dave Palumbo is heading down there uh, Saturday, April 14th, to the IFBB Pro Grand Prix Los Angeles, which is a men's and women's physique show, uh, I believe put on by John Lindsay uh, down there in California. Yep. And um, Culver City, actually, even though it's a Los Angeles Grand Prix, it is actually held in Culver City. And um, it is just men's and women's physique, uh, and it is uh, the second men's physique show, and you'll see a lot of the same names. We see uh, Matt Christianer, who won last time, uh, last show. You see Alex Canero, Bobby Ashford, a lot of the same guys. We do get an addition of Ryan Hughes, which is a, a favorite, and, uh, and Mark Anthony Flex, who is a good buddies and a, an assistant, I guess probably more than assistant, a business partner with Jay Cutler. You see him all the time uh, with, the, with the cornrows. Yep. Uh, very cool guy. And uh, that'll be his debut. So we got some new names. Some of the older guys who did very well are coming back. And it'll be interesting to see where they go with this. Exactly. Different crowd of people. And I'll be interested to see, too, when it comes to you just had the first and second women or women. My God, forgive me for that. Uh, <laughs> first and second men um, at the last show, both coming to this show. So is there anything that can change? Do they want a different look? I mean, we always say you never know what the judges want necessarily until you get there. So uh, is it going to be the same? Is there going to be a split between the two? Are they going to throw someone in first place instead? Kind of makes you think. So this will be a good one. Um, uh, we 
we've seen enough women's physique to see kind of how the physiques are playing out. So yeah. I think we need a few more men's physique to get that um, ideal look kind of I'm, ingrained, you know. I'm saying that we're going to have somebody different. I think that I, it's either going to be, in my opinion, I think that we're going to see a surprise. Either Ryan Hughes or Mark Flex Anthony is going to is going to take this thing. I was thinking Mark uh, Mark Anthony, honestly. Yeah. I think he's kind of got a different look, and I think people are going to like that. Yeah, he, uh, he's been he's put all his apples into this basket. He's been talking about this show uh, since late uh, since right after he qualified. So he is. Um, I really think he'll do well. We'll see. You know, he is an interesting mix because he is uh, not as big as some of the bigger guys, but he's not small either. So it'll be interesting. I think that that is probably the size of the guy that they're ideally looking for. So we'll see. Sure, sure. Um, next on our list with the Grand Prix is the women, the women's physique. And this is actually a pretty big lineup. We got 16 girls in this lineup. Um, and we have, like you said, last week you, you mentioned Chris Morrell, uh, former bodybuilding. Uh, she got her pro card at the USA's, uh, one of the prettier female bodybuilders making a switch. This is a, a heavyweight female bodybuilder. Nationals, mind. Nationals, actually. Oh, 2009 Nationals. Uh, nationals, yeah. She won over um, the heavyweight, and she also won the overall at 2009 Nationals. Yeah, she's a big chick. Yeah, and big uh, she had to lose 30 pounds, 30 pounds of muscle to uh, come down to women's physique. Yep. We'll see what happens with her. We have uh, Karina uh, Nascimento, who won uh, in winter. She went in Arizona, right? Yep, she won at the very first Women's Physique Pro show. She kind of came out of nowhere. Then there's also Sarah Hurley, who took first place in St. Louis and took second place at the show afterwards, the Sacramento. She took second. You've got uh, Marina Lopez. She's been top five at the last few shows as well. It's something um, interesting, a quick little tidbit. Um, we have yet, and this is something I, I interview Amanda Harris this week um, on Muscle Girls. She was the other Women's Physique Pro winner at uh, Junior USA's when Dana Lynn Bailey turned pro. Uh, Amanda Harris, she's kind of a taller competitor. Yeah. She made a point that I don't think some of us have realized, but we have yet to see, and I know there's only three shows as well, but we've, we have yet to see a Women's Physique Pro win a women's physique pro show <laughs> That's right. um they've True. been um in a a bodybuilder or a figure competitor so um what she was explaining kind of her disappointment in the interview is saying it would be nice to see a woman win a women's physique pro show who actually did get her pro card as a physique competitor because mm. you know it, it just kind of um gives you a little bit more motivation and there's a couple in here not too many but there's a couple in here that did so I mean, who, who, who's to say? But um, this is a show. You've got people all over the place. We've got Colorado, Australia, Florida, New Jersey, Brazil, Mississippi, and the Netherlands. I mean, this is a really big show for these women's physique gals. So I think it's going to be a good one. The um, I want to mention uh, two girls. That Sabrina Taylor, uh, my buddy Louis Yardell, the big sexy on the board, his uh, girlfriend, Sabrina, who did figure, pro figure, and didn't ever do very well is doing this one. I've seen some pictures working with PJ Braun and uh, she looks phenomenal. Um, she may, the only thing I'm worried about for her is that she'll be too hard, but I expect to see her in the top five for sure. I think people will be very surprised. Also, uh, C. Ann Kerr, who works, um, who has did well or did okay in some of the bigger shows last year, but was critiqued for being too hard and too lean, is also doing this one from uh, Canada, from Saskatchewan, Canada. Um, one thing I wanted to mention quickly about Australia is in figure in Australia, they do all the women's physique posing. And so I saw a lot of girls at the, um, at the show that uh, the the amateur level show in Australia that I thought would be great at women's physique in America. So it'll be interesting to see if some of those girls over there, when they get their pro card, if some of them that get their pro card and figure over the next few years opt to do women's physique because it's women's physique is figure over there basically. 
absolutely those girls are much harder as are um a lot of the european countries so i think i think this will be a good switch for some of these women to come over and actually be competitive um in a different division yeah our uh, our interview of the week this week is uh juliana malacarne who um did uh, also was too big and too lean for a uh, figure and got critiqued for that. She uh, at the New York Pro a few years ago, she got 16th in 2009 and then did uh, the New York. Um, I'm sorry, that was the year before. And then the next year she got 10th. She did the Arnold Classic 13th, the Arnold Classic again the next year 12th. She's just she if you look at her pictures, I don't know. Do you have a chance to look at her? Because I, I wanted you to check her out. I have not. No, okay. I have not. She is amazing. So this is my prediction. She is going to do, um, people may not know her, so go look her up. Juliana Malacarne, M-A-L-A-C-A-R-N-E. Um, this is my pick for the Women's Physique Olympia. I think okay. she's better than uh, Larissa Reese uh, or any other girl competing as far as shape. She's super round, super round. Every muscle is very round. Her butt is very round. And she can come in with the kind of leanness that's not too lean, not like strided. She has a shape similar to Dana Lynn Bailey, um, except with a much better butt and boobs. But she doesn't, those roundness, the roundness that like Dana Lynn has, Dana has striations and a density to her muscle that Juliana doesn't have. Juliana's just like balloon, like uh, Phil Heath balloons minus the striations. Um, Okay. So that's my pick, and we're going to actually talk to her. She's from Brazil. No surprise there with the big butt. So uh, we will. T- I will talk to her after the commercial break and do a little interview on how she decided to do this because it was very controversial for her. She didn't know if she wanted to do it, but she had so many people tell her that she needs to do it, myself included, that uh, she finally decided at the New York Pro she will be doing a women's physique, and, and I expect uh, for people to be absolutely blown away. That's happened to a lot of women recently that, um, you know, they, they like how they look, but other people are saying, you need to switch to physique, you need to switch to physique, and then they do it, and then they really succeed. That happens more than women deciding on their own that this is something that they uh, are excited and really wanting to do. Usually it's someone else saying, you really need to do this, um, and then they, they do very well. So yeah, we'll definitely keep a lookout uh, for that one as well. Yeah, um, you need to really, next time, check her out on the picture. So next time we talk about it on the show, I want you to, I have a feeling you're going to agree with me. I think you're going to be blown away by her. She just hasn't competed in a while, so most people yeah. don't know. And then when she did compete, everybody was like, wow, she looks like Jerry Beck. That's his favorite uh, girl in any physique division. Uh, you know, Jerry is a, uh, a I guess you'd say, what do you, like, a, I wouldn't say he's a women's expert, more of a, um, a connoisseur. So uh, oh, he, he's an expert for sure. OK, so um, <laughs> he has experience. That's for sure. Uh, so next story on our list is the 2000. Oh, I'm sorry, 2012. The 212 Mr. Olympia uh, goes to the uh, open. Well, he's the last year was the 202. Correct. So he is actually a 202 Olympia. OK. Um, and that is Kevin English. He is going to New York as usual. But this time he's not going to defend his title. He's going to do the open. Which is, um, this is big news. We have not had in the past the top, top guys switch over like this back and forth throughout the year. Now, Kevin told me in Australia he is absolutely doing the Open in New York, but he will, no doubt about it, do the 212 Olympia when it comes around to September. Okay. Uh, I think that this is great. Like, I don't know how this will make... Um, how this will f- make the division look because I think if a lot of guys are switching back and forth, it may hurt the division, the 212, the new 212 division, which already seems to be hurting a little bit. Um, 
But I think it's cool to see how Kevin and a lot of these other top guys will fare uh, against the open guys because everybody's like always saying, you know, oh, this guy could beat him or this guy could beat him. Or, or a lot of people think a lot of times the 212 guys are going to do better than they, than, than they actually do do or would do, in my opinion. Because when you stand somebody who is, you know, even Kevin English at 220, at his height and his structure, he he looks enormous compared to the other guys in his division. Oh, yeah. If, if you put him next to even somebody like, um, you know, let's have Tony Freeman, who's got great shape, but even somebody who doesn't have the best shape that's 260, 270, sometimes it's gonna, he's going to look a, a lot different in that lineup. Well, yeah, because, you know, it's it's still the size game. You know, they're still huge, and especially if they're taller. A lot of the 212 guys are short. Right. Um, and so you throw, you know, someone like you said, a Tony Freeman, Ed Nunn, these guys are tall. It, it definitely throws off the entire look of that of that division in the first place. Yeah, somebody like... Um Somebody like Flex Lewis, who is basically looks like a tall bodybuilder, just shrunken down. I feel right. like, it, you know, he by him doing so well last year when he did the uh, open, uh, I think he did it in in England or in Spain. And one of the Grand Prix shows he did it and did very well, placing third and qualifying for the Olympia. That kind of gives you a um, an illusion that a lot of these guys would do better than the top five guys in the world in the 212 division. But Flex is like different because he looks like you could stretch him to six feet. And he would look like uh, a really good six foot tall bodybuilder. Kevin English is five four or right about. If you stretch him out, he'll look. He wouldn't look right, you know, because he looks like a five four giant bodybuilder. Right, and someone like Flex Lewis, the way that his um, his body is put together is very aesthetically pleasing, right. and he's very proportional. Right. Um, if you've got a guy who's shorter and has you know these monster legs, it makes him look a little off because he's so short. So I think you're right. Um, someone like Flex. No, it doesn't really look that different. He does look like a shrunken down six foot tall bodybuilder. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. But I'm very excited about that. I'm, I'm sad that I'm going to miss that show because the New York Pro this year has a, has a killer lineup uh, from Steve Kuklo. If you've seen Juan Morell's pictures lately, Juan Morell's looking phenomenal. He's put on a lot of muscle. And I'm expecting big things out of Juan, uh, Juan Morell. You got um, our, our debut coming from, obviously, Steve Kuklo. Debut from uh, John De La Rosa, who looks thick as hell. Marco Rivera is also coming on doing that show. It's going to be a quite a show this year. So I'm I'm excited to see the pictures and the videos. Unfortunately, I won't be there to actually watch the show. You'll have I to give me a report. I, was, I think I've heard through the grapevine that Daniel and Bailey may also be doing yeah. um, women's physique again at the New York Pro. So yeah. um, you know, one of those things, hoping that um, they like a harder look over there on the East Coast yeah, so that so. she may be uh, awarded for that a little bit over there. So we'll see. I think Steve Weinberger, that those guys do definitely like a harder look. Also, um, I have talked to uh, Jose Raymond, her coach. She will be doing it. And Jose will also be doing it in the 212. And he thought he was going up against Kevin English. He, I think he's actually disappointed that Kevin <laughs> he English. He wanted to. <laughs> no, I think he, I think he really did. I think that Jose has become... Uh, 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 well, he's always been a great competitor, but I think he's he figures that he's the best in the world at 212 now, and I think he wants to prove it. You know, so um, no, I think it's always one of those things. Guys may be a slight, uh, maybe a little bit intimidated when they find out that they're up against or they're going to be standing up next to um, the Dexter Jacksons, the Kai Greens. Maybe, maybe not so much Kai because he is like the the freak of all freaks. But knowing you're next, you're standing up next to the um, the the top guys. As much as it's a little intimidating, you want to be able to be in a call out with those guys so you can really stand up next to them and you can get accurate, 
you know, uh, comparisons instead of just saying, oh, yeah, you know, it's Flex Lewis. He's, you know, he's Flex Lewis. He's Flex Lewis. Um, someone like Jose Raymond to be able to stand up next to him and be competitive. Sure. I mean, that almost means more than 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 beating them sometimes, because, you know, you at least have the opportunity to be in that same call out and stand up next to them and, you know, pose with them. Well, also, there's something, you know, in, in bodybuilding, uh, hype plays a big role. And so even if Jose didn't beat uh, Kevin English in New York, but a lot of people thought he should have or that he compared very favorably to him against him. When the Olympia comes around, he has a different momentum going into the going into the competition than he would sure. never standing against him, you know, since the previous Olympia. Absolutely. I definitely agree with you. All right. Next and our, our final story for today is Ivy Pro bodybuilder uh, Steve Namat. Uh, becoming a WWE wrestler. And uh, Steve is local to me in Tampa, and I see him at the gym all the time. Very nice guy. I had him on, um, I've had him on Access. We've had him on Access a bunch of times for quotes. And I've had him on Off Topic, where he told us his whole story of coming from Hungary uh, to America and how it was you know, his whole dream to be a bodybuilder in America. And he lived a very Spartan existence in Hungary, where he basically only trained and ate, and that was it. Lived underneath the gym for years. Um, trying to make his dream a reality um, and how disappointed he has been in the reality of his dream. Uh, bodybuilding, unfortunately, as um, as you know and I know, it's not a guaranteed uh, salary or there's no money that comes along with being a pro and living in the United States by any means. No, it's like the the epitome of an American dream for him um, yeah. to be able to say that you can you can come over and really uh, put your mind to something and actually make it happen. Um, that kind of gives inspiration, especially when you're from another country. It gives inspiration to those followers and fans you have uh, in your home country that uh, you know it, it's possible. To, to work through and move your way up um, into a career in the in America. Unfortunately, though, there's no money in it. Like, he's making no That's money. The, right. A couple magazine covers don't exactly pay no. you a six-figure salary, maybe a few hundred bucks, and that's and about it. And Steve has, of the uh, 212 guys, really of any of the guys competing today, he has one of the more classic physiques. You know, he is a, like a throwback to a Frank, a much more muscular Frank Zane. Um, kind of a lot of people say the same thing about uh, your your boyfriend, Mike Libertori, except he's a little, he's bigger. He's probably got 30 pounds on uh, Steve Nemat. But Steve has a very flowing, aesthetic physique that people like. Unfortunately, Steve hasn't had the money to compete this last season. And as much as he would like to continue doing it, he hasn't had the money. And uh, living in Tampa, one of the things that we run into a lot, especially at my gym at Powerhouse uh, Downtown Tampa, is WWE guys, wrestlers. They're all in the area, everybody from John Cena to, to, to you name them, because the de developmental school and the base for WWE is in Tampa. So at my gym, we usually see some of these enormous guys that are trying out for the WWE or, or uh, weird-looking guys or whatever. And uh, Steve, for one one way or another, got involved with these guys. He's a very athletic guy. You can tell uh, from just how he is bearing. But you can also he can you know he can walk on his hands. He can do a lot of the tumbling stuff. He's very very flexible. And um, he got involved with these guys. And he actually has his first match in uh, two weeks. And he has uh, been accepted to their developmental school. And uh, potentially he's got an interesting look about him. And I think that. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if Steve Nemat actually makes it. I don't know if he'll be a superstar right away or anything, but I think that he'll actually make it. I definitely agree with you, too. I think um, he's got an interesting look as well, and uh, he's a big guy. And yeah. um, he already has a little bit of a following to begin with, so yeah. this can maybe help kind of make him a little bit more popular um, from the fans' perspective because he does have a following 
at least a, an, enough where people know who he is to start, you know? Yeah, and uh, and the WWE guys love bodybuilding. All those guys, uh, Triple H, all the guys that I've met are uh, are fans of bodybuilding because bodybuilding, in a way, goes uh, hand-in-hand with wrestling because, you know, it is entertainment. And, what's you know, it's cool to see two huge guys beating the shit out of each other, you know, even if it's not necessarily totally real. Sure, you know? absolutely. I mean, I was in love. I always watched wrestling when I was a kid. And, um, you know, I always found those guys hot so then you know <laughs> hey I, move, I moved on to bodybuilding the, yeah. the, the ones who are real at life <laughs> yeah there you go and Mike I know Mike loves wrestling he's a big fan of wrestling they have yeah. another another school I think in uh, Louisville where Mike lived for many years yes yes they do for sure uh, so um, it's very cool and I'm going to have um, Steve on the show to talk about it and the decision process because it really wasn't an easy decision for him to, uh, to, to make the switch because he is he does love bodybuilding unfortunately there's just not a, he hasn't been able to find any money in it I don't want to I can tell you firsthand there is absolutely money in bodybuilding you just have to approach it the right way and not everybody does well it's approaching it the right way and um it's uh, it's 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 also networking with the right people and if you are not um the top five top ten guys sometimes top five guys it's going to be twice as hard to try to get those opportunities so you know what's funny is i don't i don't really agree with that anymore i think that if somebody uh, like mike for example mike doesn't do any of the social media stuff if i were mike's manager he would be doing a million things that he's not doing um, that's just not his not his thing, and a lot of guys aren't doing those type of things. Like, for example, Steve the Matt doesn't do anything online really, other than post on Get Big, uh, which is probably doesn't help him. But um, like videos and putting stuff out there and being visible and having a following that people can track, companies can track, um, definitely makes people more valuable because the truth of the matter is most of the companies don't care how you place. Um, I mean, like for example, Zach Khan, perfect example. Zach just resigned for more years with a very lucrative deal with Nutrex. And they actually told him, keep doing what you're doing because, um, they don't care if he competes again. Well, like we talked about um, a couple of shows ago with how to get sponsored, it's the yeah. other things you can bring to the right. table as well. I mean, if you're a crazy freak like, you know, Zach Khan is, who cares if you ever compete again? Who cares if you post on Twitter? Um, you're going to bring a following no matter where you go anyway. He does those so videos too, though. That's a big deal that he makes a video every week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, with, with someone like, like Steve or actually any bodybuilder, you find those things that uh, set you apart and just keep doing that. If you're not good at Twitter, well, then maybe don't bother, but find another way to get your name out there and to right. really promote yourself for sure. I agree with that. Christina, that is it for me and you for the week. We are going to go to commercial break and when we come back, we'll have what I believe to be a future, a huge star in women's physique division, Juliana Malacarne, and you'll hear she's got a, a Brazilian accent, so you can tell, you know those Brazilians, they all have that big butt and the good muscle, so. So what you're really doing is uh, using sex appeal to get people to check her pictures watch the second to listen to the second (laughs) half of the show so they can watch they can look at the photos on their phone or on their computer while they're listening to the interview and um have their own private man time while they're listening to i thoroughly suggest that there's videos out there you all should check them out and um, Christina, you want to give your information? Who is on Muscle Girls this week? Yep. Like I said, we've got uh, Amanda Harris, uh, Women's Physique Pro. She uh, won the second pro card over at the Junior USA's next to Dana Lynn Bailey. And uh, we have her on. She's getting ready for the Europa show coming up here in about three weeks or so. Um, real fun interview, real real fun girl. So if you want to be on Muscle Girls, have a question. We've actually uh, got another listener question. So another listener came on the show to, to ask us a question. You can shoot us an email, Muscle Girls 
Girls Inc. at rxmuscle.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at sign Muscle Girls Inc. Also shoot me an email, Christina, C-R-I-S-T-I-N-A at rxmuscle.com. You can follow me on Twitter, Christina Voynich. Very cool. And then for me, you can always email me at Jubacca, Jubacca at rxmuscle.com or follow me at Twitter at sign Aaron Singerman. And Christina, that is it for this week. That's it. Peace out. Peace out, Christina. Fusion Bodybuilding makes bodybuilding's strongest supplements, and they're committed to giving back to you. Fusion Bodybuilding not only want to promote the bodybuilding lifestyle, but they also want to help build the sport. Bodybuilding is all they do. It's their obsession. You know the feeling. That's why you're here. Visit Fusion Bodybuilding at FusionBodybuilding.com or join in on the conversation on the Fusion Bodybuilding fan page on Facebook, where you'll find IFBB Pro Q&As, contest giveaways, and nothing but in-depth bodybuilding talk fusion bodybuilding bodybuilding's strongest supplements head over to fusionbodybuilding.com today myotropics physique nutrition is the most exciting supplement company to come along in decades that's because myotropics isn't just another company it's the brainchild of iconic metabolic expert dr scott Connolly, the inventor of the original body recomposition product that changed the industry and allowed millions of people to get in the best shape of their life and ceo vince andrich author of the groundbreaking physique athlete guide Myotropic's flagship product, Physique 2.0, contains their exclusive Meta Effects Amino CD protein compound that maximizes whole body protein economy. Your personal linchpin for gaining and retaining the most muscle while also shedding maximum body fat. Plus, Physique 2.0 contains the world's first legitimate fat burning carbohydrate, Meta Effects FAO CHO, for full hard muscle and increased fat burn. If you live to develop the ultimate physique, go with Myotropic's. Real people that live to develop physique nutrition go to myotropics.com it's your body it's your art master it myotropics.com hydrolyze ultra the leader in cellular hydration water hydrolyze ultra water has been designed by shrinking and reshaping molecules to allow a faster and more sustained delivery into your cells our cellular water has gone through a magnetism and laser treatment process along with adding electrolytes to our special ingredients this allows all nutrients to be absorbed at a maximum cellular state. By using Hydrolyze Ultra, all nutrients, supplements, and carbohydrates you consume will be absorbed at a greater rate. Lactic acid gets flushed faster, and you'll feel fully hydrated. Get the advantage that top athletes have achieved. Try Hydrolyze Ultra today. Visit HydrolyzeUltra.com. That's HydrolyzeUltra.com. RxMuscle.com. Now you have a place to turn when you want the truth. On bodybuilding, diet, and exercise, up-to-the-minute news, and more. Visit the RxMuscle.com forum. Featuring celebrity Q&As with IFBB professional athletes, top amateurs, and the brightest minds in the industry. Listen to our weekly radio shows, including Heavy Muscle Radio, Muscle Girls Inc., After Hours, and more. Contest coverage, videos, even our own social networking site, RX Muscle Place. Visit RxMuscle.com. I'd like to welcome for the very first time on Access Bodybuilding, Juliana Malacarne. Juliana, I have been pumping you up. I've been saying on the show... Earlier today, and, and probably for weeks, if people have been listening, Juliana Malacarne is going to be the first women's physique Miss Olympia. But until recently, you hadn't decided to actually get on stage and do it. Tell us how you made the decision to finally do it. Uh, hello, Aaron. <laughs> hey. Thank you very much for having me. And, yes, it's kind of last minute, I think. Um... I'm getting a lot of emails and people are contacting me thinking I should try this new division. 
They think I fit very well. They are not really too happy with me. I see on stage. I think the girls are great, but people are not like, they don't think that's what they want. So, I don't know. I decided like last minute take a shot at New York Cross. So, yeah, I just decided like last week. Okay, well, let's go back a little bit in your competitive history. You're originally from Brazil, right? Right. Exactly. And, and is that where you started competing in Brazil? Yes, I started competing in Brazil in fitness. Okay. Um, like a little while ago, long time, let's say. <laughs> and I did uh, fitness for forty years. Uh-huh. Uh, I was a national champion, South America champion in fitness. Wow. Yeah, I, I did pretty well down there. Then I uh, I took a break. I went to university and uh, studied. I took a little break, a few years. And I decided to go back and do figure because that time the figure just came up. Right. So I said, that's much easier. I don't have to train three, four hours, routine, and do gymnastics. Because it's hard. Fitness, everybody knows how hard it is, right? Right, right. I said, I'm going to take a shot in this new division just because I want to get... Um, I sponsor from the university that I was studying. I want to mm-hmm. get like something for free. So I decided to do the show and I was my surprise. It was my first time doing figure. I won the national, I won the South America championship and I won the IFBB uh, uh, world championship overall. Wow. So, and I became pro. So I was, I was, my plan was just compete to get a sponsor from the school. And at the end, I got like a world championship title. <laughs> it was pretty good. <laughs> so it came, it, it came pretty naturally to you. I mean, it, you didn't. It didn't like some girls, you know, work many, many years to try to get that. It just kind of, kind of happened. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, I just think like my body. Uh, I have a good genetics. I'm. I think I'm very gifted. And I just started training, and everything started respond well at the same time. And after four months training, I won my first show in Brazil. And then after that, it was like many victories until I become pro and started competing figure in the United States. <laughs> now, let me, let me ask you, Juliana, uh, from my experience seeing other countries, um, uh, especially South America, the girls there generally seem to come in leaner and in better condition than the girls in America. Like, that's what they're expecting, the judges. Would you say that's true? Totally. Uh-huh. Totally. That's true. We are harder, you know, harder, more muscular. And we work a lot of um, lower body. I don't see too much work in the lower body here, you know. Here, mm-hmm. I think it's more like upper body and do, like, uh, plyometrics or, you know, whatever. And there, we work much harder in the lower body, too. In Brazil, everybody cares about the booty, right? The butt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, you have, and we have big butts, so we have to work hard on that to keep high, nice and high, you know? Right. So when you came to America and you saw the girls competing here, you know, um, mm-hmm. what did you think? I mean, the condition is obviously very different um, from what you were expecting um, and then to here. Um, it was very hard for me at first because I came from um, IFBB overall figure champion right. to no place my first first pro show so it was really like um difficult at first sure but um i i understood that the standards are different you know the body types are also different that's why the standards are different i i take in that way 
you know. So I try, I try, I basically, and three years of my my time, my time competing here, I wasn't trained. I wasn't lift weight. Wow. Very little. Yeah, very little. Little more off season, but not as hard or as heavy, uh, you know. But anyway, I lost muscle, but it was never enough. You know, never enough for what secret even here you know so i got like hurt by the time um you know it's hard you know you're gonna do a show and you're not gonna place well but the mm-hmm. girls who's placed in front of you they are in worse condition than you sure i know and, I, and it's I, I remember seeing huh? i think the last time i saw you compete was in new york a few maybe 2009 is that right Yes, uh-huh, that's right. Uh-huh. And in my opinion, I remember watching and a lot of people in the audience in the press pit, a lot of people felt like you were uh, you were the best, and instead I think you got like uh, 15th Ten. or 14th or something. 10th, I think. 10th, 10th. 10th, so was that the last time you competed? I mean, how discouraging is that when you when you exactly. feel like... Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very, very discouraging. That's why I lost like that, um, that motivation, that drive to do, because... Uh, every time I diet hard, I train as hard as everybody, and I'm in a good condition, and I'm placed, I'm 30 call out, you know? Yeah. The most I got was like a second call out, right. most was 30 call out. It's, it's like so, you know, it's hurtful. So, so I said, not going to do this to me anymore. I'm done. Uh-huh. <laughs> so um, now that Women's Physique Division came around and people started telling you, um, have you regained that motivation? I mean, obviously you got to be more confident coming into this thing now that it's a new division and you see where it's going than you were going uh-huh. into figure. Uh huh. No. Yes. Much more. Uh, much more. I'm trying to get back. I wasn't really, to be honest, but like, oh, you guys, you are a big, uh, a big one who always telling me to do, and many other people, you know. And I started thinking like. Um, I think maybe they're right. I think maybe I can, you know, I can try. Let's see what's happening. Uh, I'm getting much more excited now, you know, it's getting close, and I really decided I will do. And, yeah, let's see. Uh, I'm pretty excited. Let's see what's happening. Hopefully I will do well this time. The one, the thing, the thing about you that I, I told Christina earlier on the show is that you have that very round muscle, but the thing that they don't want, they want the round muscle, but they don't want striations everywhere. And you're able to have that very round muscle without a lot of the graininess that you see when some girls get as lean as you do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's just yeah. genetics. Something nobody can do anything about that. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I have a very like round bellies. Very. My muscles are not too big. If you really measure me, I'm not as half as big as I look on stage. Right. But the belly muscles are very like round, you know, just just like the way I was born. And my whole body is like that. It's my calves, my hamstring, my quads, my butt, my shoulders. It's just the way it is, you know. But and on, and I have like very small joints. Mm-hmm. So like on stage, look huge, but I'm not really like that big. But I'm trying to do um, a difference for physique, you know. I'm mm-hmm. trying to get a little smoother. It seems like what they want, you know. They don't want like the hard look. Well, so, what do you what do you weigh? What did you weigh when you competed in figure? Do you remember? Yes, usually I weigh different weight because I just try to lose mass. I try to get softer, right. you know, like different. But like I would say, like average, like hundred seventeen pounds. Uh, small. Mm-hmm. It's not that not that big. And you're only what five two, five three. 
I'm five two. Uh huh. Uh huh. So yeah. What do you think? How different? What do you think will be the difference if people want to go back? And I encourage them to go back and look at your figure pictures. How do you think you'll look different this time on stage at the New York Pro? Um, I think it's gonna try to be a, a little less hard. Mm-hmm. What's hard for me, you uh-huh. know, because once I start diet, my body just like I started dieting like two weeks or three weeks. Actually, two weeks ago, serious. I was in Brazil, kind of, sort of diet for a few weeks, but not really. And people look at me like, and they say, "You're ready. Don't drop anything. You're ready. I have five. I have weeks to go." And basically, I'm the way, and and they're ready, you know. So I have to be really careful now, and it's hard because when you know you have to lose twenty pounds, you just diet hard. You do tons of cardio. You take fat burn. You know, I cannot take any fat burn. You right. know, I have to eat. Uh, a little more, and then I'm afraid to gain. It's, it's like very, very hard right now. But uh, I'm planning to be. Let me be. I, I'm planning to be like what I'm looking the pictures, and I see the girls. Mm. You know, so I'm planning to be like close to them. But uh, let's see what's gonna come up. Have I don't you? Really know. Have you been going back, and now that you're decided to do this, I know when I asked you at the Arnold what you've been thinking of the uh, what you thought of the girls and women's physique so far at the St. Louis show. You told me you hadn't really what looked. Have you went back now and looked at some of the girls that have competed in women's physique to kind of get an idea? Yeah. And what do you think? Mm-hmm. Yes, I did. Um, I think they look good. I would like they look a little harder. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it is what it is. That seems like what they want, kind of uh, the 80s girls. They are like uh, right. fuller muscles, you know, not too hard. And I don't know. I'm going to tell you if I love the look. I do not. I like be a little hard and a little more muscle, just a little bit. But, you know, I don't know. Mm, and I, I don't know. Let's see what's going to happen. Is it still early? Just few shows? You know, I think they are still trying to figure out the what they want. The girls are going kind of hard. They are not placing too well. So, you know, I don't know. Let's I see. Think- but I'm, I'm looking more and I'm trying to adjust myself, you know. Hard for me is the pose because I never did bodybuilding in my life. So I don't even know how to pose, you know. <laughs> who's teaching you? Who's teaching you how to pose? Are you teaching yourself? Um, Colette, Colette uh-huh. Nelson. That oh, okay, yeah. Pose and she's routine. great. She's great. Mm-hmm. She'll be real. She's a good coach for that. Excellent, excellent yeah. choreographer. Mm-hmm. That's I'm. That's I'm going. I'm going for the best. Good. You yeah. got the best there. Um, mm-hmm. So you live in New York, right? You live right by, um, not far from the Tribeca, right? Yeah, I live in Long, Long Island. So this show is is basically in your hometown. Do you have a plan? Uh, I know you're going to do well, but let's 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 assume for for sure you do well. What will be your plan? Do you have an idea of what you want to do next, or is this just kind of you're going to go and see how it goes? Yes. Thank you for thinking I will do well. I appreciate that. I hope I will, but we never know. Right. Um, I'm going to tell you. Uh, for now, I just want to do this focus on this show and right. see what's going to happen from there. If I really do well and, I, and I'm and i happy with the result, I might do one more show, one or two. I'm not, not going to do many, but I will I will do more shows. But for now, I'm just focused on this one and, and I will see what's happening. It's new for me. And, you know, if, I, if I'm happy with what I, what I see, 
I might do more. Why not? Well, the good thing for you, Juliana, is that you don't have to, it's not like this takes over your whole life because you are, uh, you don't have to go crazy dieting or train, do cardio four times a day or three hours of cardio. You can kind of live your normal life and keep doing this. Yeah, my easiest pre-contest ever. <laughs> you told me. It's you like told a me, joke. It's I, like a joke. You told me at the, at the Arnold that it wasn't going to take much and, and I guess it uh -huh. hasn't, huh? Yeah, you're totally right. <laughs> you're totally right. Well, uh, Juliana, do you have anything else you'd like to say to uh, the audience or anything else? Uh, thank anybody? Um, I definitely uh, want to tell people, I hope they go to see me and support me. I really need these people to help me, you know, motivate me more, and I hope they'll do well. Um, I want to thank you, Colette. I want to thank you. Um, Steve Wimberger, Best Friends, um, Powerhouse Gym, Power Fitness Gym, and that's it. And well, you and all my supporters, you know. Well, thank you very much for cool coming on the show, Juliana Malacarne. Everybody look out for her. This is a big rising star in women's physique division, mark my words. Thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. Thank you, Juliana. Thank you.